eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This is the Fly the W670 podcast. It's season two. It's episode number 34. And Crowley, the Cardinals, and Contreras are coming to town. Wow. There is some news we need to discuss about Wilson Contreras and the Cardinals as they come into Wrigley on this Monday. It is the big story, and then as we look at it, it is just, it is stunning what is what has happened really quick for the Cardinals. Um, right now, Pittsburgh still in first place, but the NL Central has been hurting, hurting, hurting. The Pirates have lost seven in a row, coming down to earth. Uh, they're twenty and fifteen. Milwaukee finally broke their losing streak. They're at nineteen and fifteen, and then the Cubs are in third place at five hundred again. But they're only two point five games back, so they made a little bit of ground up. But the Cardinals are in the basement, eleven and twenty-four. They had a nine-game losing streak. They snapped it today, but man, oh man, it is it is a wild one. And so, last time we saw the Cardinals, there's been a few changes. One that we will definitely talk a little bit more about. But obviously, the key addition, the one that Cub fans have known about and circled this game for a long time, Wilson Contreras playing with the Redbirds. They lost Jose Quintana and Corey Dickerson in the offseason free agency. They did re-sign Adam Wainwright one more year for the old man. Nolan Arenado, shockingly, did not exercise his opt-out clause, and Yadier Molina retired, which is part of the story that we will talk about. Now, last season, the Cubs and Cardinals played 19 times, and the Cubs got dominated. They won six, and they lost 13. They were four and six at Wrigley Field and two and seven at Bush Stadium. The Cardinals, Dustin, last year were the, NMC, were the first in the NL Central, 93 wins and 69 losses. So that's why I think it's just so stunning to see their record is because of how good they were last year. Yeah. Um, the Cardinals, and I'm, you know, I'm totally fine with it. They're, they, they are really underperforming. Good. That's good news. Right. No so, problem. I, you're not going to hear me complain. I don't think you're hearing any Cub fan complain about that. No. The Cubs took two or three from the Marlins, like we talked about. The Cardinals lost two or three to the Tigers. I mean, think about that. Uh, they did win today's game 12 to six. And it was a weird, crazy back and forth game. So we'll see what happens today. So. Uh, you know, we do have the pitching probables, Dustin. 
Let's take a look at them. We got game one. It is Marcus Stroman versus Miles Michaelis. We know all about the Stro show because it has been fun to watch. What hasn't been fun to watch is the offense when that guy pitches because they have been giving him no run support. Uh, he uh, Last game, he got a no decision, six innings. He gave up one run. The last game he was at, 428 in Miami, went 6.1. He got a no decision, gave up two runs. And then against the Dodgers, he got a loss. That was his worst start of the year. He gave up five runs. So he has looked really good. Now, with Miles Michaelis, I'm just going to say this, is that he started awful in April. He has gotten better as of late. So if you sit here and you just say to yourself, oh, Miles Michaelis is one and one with a 579 ERA. We should really go to town on this guy. Just kind of be aware that in the last few starts, you know, it hasn't been horrible against the Angels on 5-3. He gave up three runs against the Giants. He went six innings. He gave up no runs against Seattle. He went five innings and gave up three runs, 5.1 innings. So he has looked better. So I, I wouldn't go about just absolutely thinking just because you're looking at a guy who has a bad ERA or doesn't have a lot of wins that he's necessarily going to, that is going to be an easy matchup. I think Miles Michaelis for, for many, many years has given the, not many, many years, but for plenty of years, he's given the Cubs some, some issues. So I'm, I'm hoping that they come out there. When you look here, Tucker Barnhart's had 14 at bats. It's 357 against them. Eric Hosmer, 16 at bats, 375. Or, I'm sorry, Nico Horner, 16 at bats, 375. And Eric Hosmer has 11 at bats at 455. And Dansby Swanson, 11 bats, 273. So some guys have some good numbers uh, against Michaelis. Against Stroh, the numbers don't look as great. Um, Edmund, the shortstop, 14 at bats, 429. Paul Goldschmidt, we're going to talk about him plenty. 18 at bats, 444 against Stroh. Can we just uh, go like this with him? Just, just walk every time. Just walk him. Go to first. Lars Newtbar is a guy we're going to have to talk about, too. Ten at-bats against Stroh, 300. So on both sides, you got some guys that have some pretty decent numbers against the opposing pitcher. Newtbar, got to love that name for an athlete. Right. That takes us to game two, Jack Flaherty and Jamison Tyone. So we saw Jamison finally come back from uh, that, that injury, that groin injury that he had. And we knew that it was going to be a little bit of rust, so like you know, you don't take that much out of it. But it's he has never he hasn't had a real you know great start that you would say for the Cubs this year. And so hopefully uh, he starts to kind of pick it up. He's played you know there's four games, five twenty nine ERA, zero and two against the Nationals. He went three innings. He gave he looked really good, but he had one inning where he gave up the two singles and then a three run blast. That's all he really gave up, but that was enough, you know. He had four strikeouts against the Dodgers, which I think was his best game of the season. That was on 415. He went uh, five innings, gave up two hits and no runs. So clearly that was his best start. And then he struggled against the Texas on 4-9. So that was five innings pitch, six hits, four runs. So, you know, hasn't been the greatest start of the season. But you know what? On the other side, hasn't been that great for Jack Flaherty. Jack Flaherty is one of those guys, Dustin, that I thought was really going to be a great pitcher. You know how Cardinals always tend to turn those out. And he's just had a lot of injuries. It's never really kind of come down. His last start against the Angels was a disaster. 2.1 innings pitch. He gave up nine hits, 10 earned runs. Uh, against the Dodgers, he went 4.2. He gave him seven hits, four earned runs. And against Seattle, six innings pitch, five hits, three earned runs. So, I mean, very, very clear that the guy is struggling. And hopefully the Cubs can take advantage of that and, and, and hoping that Tyone has, you know, a better start than he had last time. Wasn't bad, but definitely... 
need to do better. When we look at the matchups uh, against here, Tyone against, or the Cubs against Flaherty, don't have a lot of good numbers. But then again, this is not the Flaherty that of old. Uh, you know, not a lot of guys have a ton of at-bats either. The Moster Barnhart has a 100 average against him in 10 at-bats, and Bellinger has a .091 average in 11 at-bats. So maybe give Nelson Velasquez a start here. You know, I, I, I know you want to do a lot of things, you know, and, and get a consistent lineup, but some of these guys need a day off. That might be a day for Bellinger to take a day it's off. A decent, you know that's a decent idea. That's, I, I could, I could, that's a decent idea. And then against Tyone, the uh, Cardinals don't have a lot of experience. Uh, Wilson Contreras has 15 at-bats. He's only hitting 200 against them. Paul DeYoung, 13 at-bats, 308. And Nolan Arenado, 6 with 500. And shockingly, Dustin, Paul Goldschmidt only hits 167 against Tyone, but only 6 at-bats. I like those numbers, though. Got to we'll like take that. Them. We'll take them. Yeah. Uh-huh. Game three, our guy, the Bulldog. Justin Steele going up against Jordan Montgomery. We've talked earlier about Justin Steele being absolutely one of the best pitchers in baseball right now. He is just dominating in the last three games against Miami, seven innings pitch, one earned run against Miami again, six inning pitch, two earned run against San Diego, 5.1, zero earned runs. The guy is clearly, the, uh, I mean, I, I would argue, I would say easily the best pitcher on this team right now. And that's really saying something because the Cubs have a pretty good pitching staff. Oh, yeah, Steele. Come on. Okay. We talked about it in the first segment of the show, right? I mean, all-star game maybe. Maybe the starter. Maybe starter, yeah. Not. So, I mean, all-star game is almost a gimme at this point, but maybe the starter. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Jordan Montgomery, uh, so far this season, he's 2-4 and four with the 329, but the same thing that I was talking about with Miles Michaelis, bad start picking it up lately. He went six innings against Detroit, gave up six hits, two earned runs. He was a no decision. Uh, against the Dodgers, he went 6.2, five hits, one earned run. And against San Francisco, 0-1, 6.1. He got the loss. He went six innings. And, you know, he gave up uh, five hits, zero earned runs. So, I mean, it's just been uh, a, a bad start, but he has been really doing well as of lately. So, again, when you look at the numbers with some of the with some of these uh, Cardinals pitchers, bad, bad, bad start, doing a lot better right now. I mean, he had one start against uh, Arizona where he gave up seven runs, and that really that really hurt his ERA. So that kind of gives you an idea where they're at. All right, Crowley, let's fast forward a little bit. Let's talk about the other uh, headline from this series, right? Wilson Contreras, we've mentioned that coming back. But there is some unbelievable news about Wilson Contreras and what he's going to be doing for the Cardinals Moving forward, at least right now, he is no longer going to be squatting behind the plate for the Cardinals. They are moving him to the primary DH role, and oh, every once in a while you'll play a corner outfield, and then, oh, if we get desperate, we'll have you squat again behind the plate. So maybe, just maybe, and I'll raise my hand is, okay, I was wrong, the Cubs made the right move by not bringing him back, especially at this price. Anybody that listened to this podcast 
I, I got one thing absolutely right, and I got one thing absolutely wrong. I said there's no way the Cardinals are signing Wilson Contreras. I was not worried about it. <laughs> I was yawning, and I'll tell you why, Dustin, because he doesn't fit the model of what the Cardinals right. do. His strength was in his hitting. He was one of the best hitting catchers besides JT Real Muto. But you know what? I And it's what we looked at the numbers last season. Every Cubs pitcher, when they were throwing to Jan Gomes, was a full ERA, a full run better in their ERA than when Wilson was Contreras was catching them, other than Marcus Stroman, who had like a bizarre season just in general last year. <laughs> but I know, I, I, I told you what he can't do. I told you he's not really good at framing and he's gotten better at it. But I also told you he's not good at game prepping, game planning, all the things that Jan Gomes is great at. And that's the direction Cubs were looking. I said they were going run prevention and having Wilson Contreras behind the plate is not going to help in run prevention. Now, what the Cardinals GM was thinking because remember there's two teams interested. It was the Cardinals in Houston and Houston said, you're, you're not getting Martin Maldonado's our catcher. He's great doing all those things that I talked about. The Jan Gomes does great. It's what a lot of teams are looking for in their catchers and the Cardinals. And I said, you know, I was shocked. I said he was going to, I thought that Wilson was going to sign with, with Houston and be the primary DH. And the Cardinals said, no, we're going to let you be the primary catcher. You're going to catch every day. You're taking over for Yadier Molina. And I said that was going to be a huge mistake. The Cardinals were going to regret it. Uh, Wilson was going to regret it because he was going to hear about it. The fact that they pulled the plug as quick as they did surprised me. But you it's, know May the, it's May the what, Crowley? It's May the 8th? I mean, come on. <laughs> you know what they say. Pennants aren't won in April, but they definitely are lost. And and you're you're very much in danger of falling out of contention here. And they had to. This was the emergency move that they had to make here. And so John Mosaic was talking. He talked to um, Katie Wu from the Athletic, and he he said, you know, at first they said, oh yeah, we're going to have him play outfield. Now they walked that back, and 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 so they it looks like just a primary DH role. Primary DH. And, and, and the quotes in here are interesting in, when I looked at this. And it's everything I told people about Wilson Contreras. You know what? I didn't want to lose Rizzo. I thought he would have been a good bridge guy. And you know what? They got some great pieces for him. I didn't want to lose Bryant because I thought his skill sets would age well. He's had injury histories. but Coward. He's I, a coward. He's I don't coward. think so. He's a coward. But he's a Baez, coward. Baez, he, went to, he went to Colorado to retire. Baez is a guy that um, I thought that his skills uh, set would d- diminish as he got older. I thought that he was really good because of his freak athletic ability, but I knew that wasn't going to play over a long term. But I never once cared that Wilson Contreras was leaving. Not once. And and this the quotes here are absolutely crazy. And this is what Mosaic said. He said, obviously the Cardinals were used to one guy behind the plate for close to two decades. The nuances of that position maybe very subtle, are what a lot of pitchers were used to. What we're seeing was a lack of confidence. Normally you say, why don't you address this in spring training? But it's different pitches are going a couple innings. It didn't count. But here's where it's really damning to me. Um, we, with this, we noticed a lot of puzzling trends we, we know we need to fix. We know we need to address it. We just decided to do it head on. Uh, put it out there. Do we think we've seen Wilson catch his last game? No, but this is going to take a little time to get him where he feels he understands the expectations of what the role is. And here it is right here. I'm going to give you the quote here. 
There are many parts of our team right now that are not performing what we expected. I do think the nuances of the catching side, we haven't had to spend a lot of energy thinking about because of what Yachty did for us. You know that saying, you, you sometimes feel like you had a coach on the field. That's Yachty. That's what how we thought. Even though you might have a game plan, Yachty had the ability to allow that to evolve during a game. Real-time decision-making. And that's what Wilson complained about. If you remember, he complained about he would change the game plan up from what um, Tommy Hadovy and what Chris Young were. The Cubs have always kind of been very hands-on on what the game planning was. And Wilson would kind of go off script. And they did not like that about Wilson. No. And Yachty is somebody that was able to do that. The Cardinals gave him that. It was like having a coach on the field. And so, you know, they think Wilson can do the same thing. And they didn't know that that is one of his weaknesses. It's ridiculous that they made a long-term deal on something like that and not realize that he can't do what they want him to do. Listen, it's going to be really interesting to see what happens tonight, Monday night at Wrigley Field when he comes up to bat for the first time. You would assume he's going to be in the lineup as the DH. Um, I like the guy. He meant a lot to the Cubs. Um, the fanboy in me uh, didn't want to see him leave, but you were right. The front office was right. So here we go. All right, Crowley, prediction time. Cubs, Cardinals, first time this year, three games at Wrigley. What are you thinking? I'm thinking the Cubs take two out of three. I think it's going to be a crazy series. Um, you know the, what they say about the Cubs Cardinals series. Doesn't matter. Throughout the records when these Throughout two the records, play, yeah. mm -hmm. it, it, I think it's going to be a wild one. I, I agree. I'm, I'm with you. Two out of three. And we'll get back together right here on the Fly the W podcast. We will recap it all. It should be super emotional. So that's a wrap. Don't forget to listen, download, review. Most importantly, subscribe to the Fly the W670 podcast. Follow the socials, Fly the W on Facebook and on Instagram. Email flythew670gmail.com and watch us YouTube by subscribing to the 670 The Score YouTube channel. Crowley, have a great week. We will talk midweek after the Cubs and Cardinals wrap things up. Absolutely. I will be at the game on Monday, so I will be reporting on all things Wilson Contreras, and, and we'll see what happens. But nothing makes me happier than beating the Cardinals. So with that... Go Cubs! It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro.